Hello and welcome to Bullshit Alert, the game show where you can't smell it, but you can taste it. I am your host, Stephen Carter, and here is how the game works. If you lie to me and I think you were telling the truth, I'll give you some points. If the truth is told and I, for some reason, think it's bullshit, you will get some points. The points also just don't really matter, but for some reason, yes, yes, they are here. Our first panelist is an overall goddamn delight. It's Lily Moss. Hey, Lily. Wow, Stephen, thank you. I feel like that's the kindest intro I've gotten from anyone ever. You got to spread positivity. That's what I hear anyway. You do? Yeah. And our second panelist is the man with the world's largest lightsaber. It's Danny Marshall. Wow. That's the best compliment (laughs) I've ever received. I I mean, I don't know if you're what, how lightsaber, what, if you're saying what, what you're going by that, but if you're talking about actual movie prop lightsaber or some weird joke there, either way, I'm flattered. You could have gone either way and you went nowhere. You just kind of rambled. So that, yeah, that works yeah. too. That works okay, too, Danny. fine, 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 fine. Our guest is one of the most renowned improv artists today. He is probably best known as one of the stars of Whose Line Is It Anyway, which was just picked up for its 19th season, making Whose Line one of the longest-running comedy shows on television. He tours the country with two acclaimed shows, Scared Scriptless with Brad Sherwood, which just celebrated its 20th anniversary, making it the longest-running improv touring show in history, and Hiprov, Improv Under Hypnosis, with master hypnotist Assad, which is in the midst of an off-Broadway run. Please welcome to the show Colin Mockery. Hey, Colin. Hello. I just realized how old I am. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of years. I actually um, realized, uh, and I checked this, I'm older than B. Arthur was when she was doing Golden Girls. Oh. Yeah. I wish you could see everyone's face, audience. <laughs> shock. Just well, she was, shock. She was famously young. She was so young when that started. Yeah, she was oh, the, she, young, she was the a, young one. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in college. Yeah, she played old. Yeah. <laughs> it was typecast. There was that whole gymnastics episode where B. Arthur was doing flips in the Golden Girls. Yeah, she was yeah. she was young. Yeah. Yeah. She if she could, she'd still be on the show. Yeah. Yeah, death really held her back. Yeah, that's what it is. It's it's a shame. It's a it shame. It is. It happens. Well, let's get started with the weirdest thing of the week where we all tell each weird thing that happened to us. And we're going to start this week with Lily. What happened? So this week, I went to the Queen's Science Museum, which is very cool. It is. Um, I had never been there before. And I learned that I have uh, nothing going on in the old head. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> because they had uh, this fun little uh, like interactive exhibit where two people put on this kind of wire mesh thing that measures just overall brain activity. And you push a ball towards your opponent by having the least amount of brain activity. So you just want to like zone out, have no brain activity whatsoever, try <laughs> not to think. I dominated. I was not beat by a single person. I just... Did your ball just go through the walls? <laughs> <laughs> Truly, I, I was unbeatable. Um, 
So I, I got nothing going on, and I'm a winner. Were you unbeatable against, like, who you went with? Or was there just a line of children on a school trip coming <laughs> to try and, like, try and have less brain activity than this this random woman? It was actually a, a busload of summer school kids. So oh. you know I was really uh, beaten. Yeah. Oh. And having learned that you had nothing, would that impede your success in the next game you played? Because you have now have something in your head realizing like, oh, I have nothing in my head. That may just consume you. Yeah. And then I played checkers and just sat there and I won because the opponent gave up. So uh... <laughs> so who did you actually play against? I, I went with a, a group of a couple friends and I just played against them. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of them have more going on upstairs than me. So uh, <laughs> I dominated. Was there any comment by like a an employee kind of whether in pity or being impressed no they were probably like this is a group of 20 somethings in a museum that's mostly for children so we're just gonna leave them alone Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but if you're in queens go to the queen science museum it's very cool one of the four things to do in queens (laughs) (laughs) is it what's there the museum of the moving image also museum of the moving image uh we've got a dunkin donuts just installed last week finally updating do they have anything that actually has something to do with like actual queens like just a museum of all the queens that have survived throughout (laughs) history because i'm thinking that could be a money maker yeah you think lily i'm just saying (laughs) you want to get in on this i think someone was beheaded and quartered the other week in the city so Mm. i think that counts (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to think maybe the closest is well freddie mercury must have toured through the through the area i bet you must have done shea stadium oh yeah. yeah uh lily are you concerned at all about your lack of brain activity no but that could be a symptom (laughs) <laughs> so true so true how long did you play this game like i know you played it a few times but like did they just keep you in the chair as like an entertaining thing of the do you day? understand the concept of time <laughs> <laughs> it's uh the the second and the minute hand measured time but not the yeah. hour hand yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> no we, we were there for probably 20 minutes it was it was very fun you just sit there and zone out it was uh, kind of meditative Actually, you are good at zoning out. I, I will give I you am. that. And you, yeah, you yeah. know what the process is that moves the ball? Like the lack of something moving something <laughs> seems odd. Yeah. So I think, you know, the, the sensors on your head, you know, just detect overall like electrical passage in your brain and then okay. and then there you're like, explaining this you're, yeah you're pretending to be a scientist but you would have nothing going on i think it's something with science that uh oh stop and it. then it was like a little fan that that blows this this ball back and forth so if it detects electricity in your brain the opposite fan blows i don't know i think you could have started with i don't know <laughs> just left it there. that doesn't make for good audio though so i'll just ramble a bit <laughs> colin what was the weirdest thing of your week um i often get recognized but not as me <laughs> uh, as who well often i get um somebody thinks i'm a cousin or a friend, <laughs> one of those, you know, I have, a, I guess, a kind of face that is common in a lot of families. But I was, uh, I'm in uh, New York right now. And uh, Lily, do you know uh, uh, Jim Caruso's cast party? That sounds familiar. Is he my cousin? 
No. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. It's, uh, it takes place in Birdland every Monday night, and it's sort of an open mic night, but for singers. And sometimes Broadway stars come in, and sometimes it's just some motel manager from Long Island. But they're, they're all pretty good. So um, I was there um, watching the show, and in front of me, this guy uh, and his girlfriend, and they were necking quite, quite heavily. Then at one point, he stopped and turned around and just stared at me, like for a long time. <laughs> and then he went back to necking with his girlfriend. And then he stopped again and looked at me, and then he kind of leaned over and said, are you Kelsey Grammer? <laughs> and I went, um, no, no, I'm not. And he said, well, if, if you were Kelsey Grammer, you wouldn't tell me. I said, well, I, if I was Kelsey Grammer, I'm sure I, I would tell you. Why, why wouldn't I? I? I'm Kelsey Grammer. I, and then I started thinking, what, what would Kelsey Grammer do? I said, no, I, I, I'm not Kelsey Grammer. So he, a couple of more times he kept looking at me. And then neck with his girlfriend. And finally, his girlfriend, I guess, found me on the internet and showed it to him. And he went, oh, hey, you want to hang out? I went, no. <laughs> Why do you want to hang out? He said, no, I just love you. I love the show. I said, you thought it was Kelsey Grammer? He goes, yeah. <laughs> so it, there was a long, awkward goodbye at the end of the night. His girlfriend, I just wanted, I guess, whatever came next for them <laughs> but he he wanted to go a party with uh you know a 64 year old, year old man in new york so <laughs> good luck to both of them oh. did you explain that you had a a, a table reading for the fraser reboot to get to <laughs> no i didn't i should have i had another time when i was getting groceries and this uh woman uh, the cashier said boy you look like that guy uh, on whose line i went oh yeah i get that a lot then she said it again. I said, well, actually, I am him. And she went, yeah, and I'm Helen Hunt. I went, <laughs> I said, look, I want a snipe. Was it this. Helen Hunt? It wasn't Helen Hunt. That would be cool. And, but she just kept saying, you really look like that guy. So I had to take out ID and show her that, yeah, it's, but she didn't know the name. She just thought, oh, it's just, it's like, well. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're Wayne Brady. Sure. <laughs> sure, sure. Get that a lot. Once I was mistaken for Colin Powell, which I thought <laughs> oh. wrong in so many ways. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Cl close, but no. so far. Every Colin. Colin Farrell. Colin Firth. <laughs> Colin Powell. <laughs> That's the best one to get confused with. It really is. I once got mistaken for Carrot Top. I still don't understand <laughs> how that happened. Ooh. Yeah, nothing even close. Were you just carrying a large box of props with you everywhere you went? Oh my or? god, I was. Yes, okay. Now it makes sense. I, I do think I'm going to adopt what would Kelsey Grammer do as my new personal kind of... Uh, Get that tattoo <laughs> on your arm. What would he do? Uh, what would he do? Make scrambled eggs. Yeah. <laughs> It's also a weird thing to just neck a person and then stare at another person for a yeah, while. Yeah, that was usually, you know, you, sometimes you see people sort of glance to see, oh, I wonder sure. if that's, Or do a weird walk around. <laughs> they, they walk and then they come back like they've forgotten something in the street. Mm. But this was just a full on, nope, I'm pretty sure that's Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> <laughs> No tact. No, no tact. Nope, not even close. Just couldn't even get it. I, I think it says something that people think you're a relative. That, like, I think that's kind of nice. Like, people, they see you on whose line, they're like, 
that's a guy who feels like family right there. Yeah, I'm so um, non-threatening. <laughs> I feel like a family member to everyone who I come in contact with. Do people then come and ask you for money as, as a distant cousin or anything like that? No, I never get anything. I get things like, my grandmother thinks you're hot. It's like, great. Oh. Well, send her my way. We'll see how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Danny, what was the weirdest thing of your week? Um, I got into a bit of a tiff with uh, some valet guys. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, those guys. Uh, what were you doing that required the services of a valet, or did you just uh, caught us a, a rife with them? What did you do? <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I hadn't gotten to a fight in a few days, so I was going around with my nunchucks, just yep. seeing. No, I. Um, yeah, start slow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Threw them your house keys. I, so. Um, <laughs> You know, a lot of mo- many restaurants here in LA have valet parking offered, which I try not to do because I just try and find a spot myself. But I was meeting some friends in West Hollywood where they live. They were all walking to this bar for happy hour, and I had to drive, and I could not find a spot for the life of me. So I, you know, gave in and 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 valeted my car. And and the price said like seven dollar valet. I was like, whatever, I'll do it. It's one night, whatever. Yeah, things are going well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can I can splurge. Sure. And I come out and I get my car and they say it's uh twelve dollars. And I was like, no, no, it, it was it was seven dollars. They're like, oh well, that was a happy hour price. I said, are you telling me there's a happy hour valet price? And they had to then like try to explain it, and I I just kept arguing with him and I was like I'm I'm not doing this 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 isn't how never has this happened before then they started throwing inflation around and this that and the other and they were just like no it's I was like did you just change the price when I went inside they're like no no we have a happy hour parking and a regular parking and I was livid yeah I understandable (laughs) I I mean I I can still see the anger in your eyes yeah (laughs) seven dollars daddy can afford twelve dollars bankrupt no yeah yeah, okay okay that's Kelsey Grammer money (laughs) (laughs) the principle of it is just ridiculous to me that I that they expect me just that they would change prices for parking in the middle of that and I also, I had gone in at happy hour. I left shortly after happy hour ended. Let's say it ended at 7. I think I left around 7, 7, 7.15, 7.30. I had gotten there at 6-ish, you know. So I was there, and I went into the regular time. And that's when they were like, no, well, you're here for, like, dining, like, dinner hours. So you get charged yeah, no, it, if you go in during the happy hour time, you should get happy hour rates. That, right. that makes right. no sense. Exactly. Right. That's what I and I said that and they're like, well, no, it's about here with the parking. It's about when you vacate and when you leave because you pay at the end. Okay, where is this place? Because I'm going to satirize them. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it was a a small Italian place in West Hollywood. Uh, Those guys. Yeah. 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 It was the type of place where it was like, try our bruschetta. It's 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 only eleven dollars at during happy hour until you eat it. Then it's 13. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Well, we yeah. cooked it <laughs> yeah. in non-happy hour time, so you don't get that price. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Did they change the sign? I want to – I like – I could see you walking outside and be like, the sign says 12. Am I? Is my memory fading like Lily's? Like, what is going <laughs> <Yeah>. on? Yeah. <laughs> like Lily's. Yeah, well, I, I 
And this was the second time I had, and I've explained to Stephen and Lily this, that I had a moment where I thought I was going crazy last week Mm -hmm. because I had lost an email exchange with a theater. I'm putting up a show here and I had gotten a confirmation date and I lost the email and I was like, what is happening? I cannot, I looked through every inbox, every email, blah, blah, blah. I reached out and they were like, hey, we've had an issue on our end. Don't worry about it. And I... So I thought I had that again, but it was, you know, kind of like where it's like the magnet numbers on like the sign that's leaning against the little like podium Mm -hmm. and they had replaced it and it went from seven to to 12. And then it was kind of like, and then they kept giving me the, the like, well, come on, like you got to go. We have more cars coming. It's like a Weimar Republic Germany (laughs) where you, (laughs) you know, you have to pay as fast as you can because inflation (laughs) is uh, going up so fast. (laughs) Was the food worth it? It was fine. No, it's it's okay. Never mind. It, it was good food. <laughs> it wasn't worth the extra five dollars for my car to sell. Wow. Uh, well, I mean, really, how good can it be if it's not worth the extra five? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if I were Kelsey Grammer, maybe it would have been worth it. I was at a restaurant yesterday, and we were at a. It was kind of a ritzy restaurant. We were at the kind of the bar, and all the food was. They had like um, it was like caviar something and potato chips for like 72 $72 <laughs> $72 and the friend I was with said you know what I was just I, I just want a little snack could I just get the potato chips and they said sure but we have to charge you full price 72 bucks for chips oh yeah were these were the, no were these covered in in 24 karat gold no. yeah that's no I don't think there was even a, a flavor it was just salt it's outrageous <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. These were these were shipped in from Idaho an hour ago. Oh God, they're amazing. Uh, I I mean mm. I have an issue with restaurants anyway because I I I do all the cooking at home, and when I see the mm. prices of food, I got that's I just get pissed off every time I go to a restaurant. Going, there's no way this should cost this much. You enter a restaurant, everyone's like, oh shit, <laughs> oh dear. He's going to tell a story about meat he bought. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'm going to make some uh, decisions. Uh, I'll start with Lily. Lily, I think there is more going on in your brain in there. And that's why I'm saying that this story is bullshit. Is it bullshit? Stephen, it is bullshit. Um, mm. This. Oh, I was hoping it was true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- this is a story actually that I kind of modified from a couple of years ago where I went to the body exhibit in New York and they had one of those. Mm-hmm. And I was winning every single time. And I'm like, I'm amazing. I got, you know, no brain activity. And then we just found out the one I was using was basically broken. So anyone who sat there just won. (laughs) That was the same trip. I was in the South Street Seaport and I had a French fry hanging out of my mouth and a seagull swooped down and took it out of my mouth. And I was like, what the hell just happened? Because I didn't, something just hit my face. People were like, yeah, a seagull stole food out of your mouth. That's on you for not eating a fry quick enough, though. True. I, you know, I wanted to pretend it was a cigarette to be cool. <laughs> oh, right, right. Right, the old cool, this is a cigarette, not a fry. <laughs> uh, it was uh, an early attempt at improv, Colin. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, mean, I totally get it. Totally get it. We've all I mean, I'm not, I'm not Carrot Top. You know, I'm not mistaken for him with his good prop comedy, but... <laughs> Uh, Colin, I I do believe someone mistaken you for Kelsey Grammer. I believe it. Is it true? It is true. Everything I told you was true. Colin Powell and Carrot Top, which I still, to me, that's the most unbelievable part of the story. But it happened. (laughs) And it was it was in Vegas, and it didn't stay there. (laughs) 
Oh, fantastic. Uh, Danny, I do think this is true. I think they I think they got you with that extra five. Is it true? No, no. None of that's true. Oh. Cause yeah, you, no. You, you seem cheap. <laughs> I, I, well, <laughs> I am. Believe me. I am. But no, none of that happened. I, I No, none of that happened. But oh, yeah. I will, I will be pissed if someone changes the valet. I've never seen anyone change the valet price. No. Uh, in the middle that 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 seems outlandish you just gave them the idea though <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah we have a huge valet crowd on this podcast so they're gonna <laughs> we do we they're do. gonna be uh, oh god they're gonna be changing all their rules now look what you've done <laughs> all right well i will go with my weirdest thing of the week to see if willie and colin can get some points uh the weirdest thing that happened to me was also an introduction story as i was introduced to someone as the hamburglar why great question Thank you. <laughs> I should be on 60 Minutes. <laughs> the why goes back. Uh, when I was a freshman in high school, I was on the drum line, and a lot of the seniors decided to give out nicknames. Um, I was given Hamburglar. Did you steal people's burgers? I did not steal anything. Did you wear a big scarf and wear a mask? No. <laughs> what would be? I just wear a lot of uh, burglar cl- clothes. Uh, you know, a lot of stripy yeah, lines that, and that yeah, kind of that thing. Be, you were asking for it then. <laughs> Imagine you were the guy who wore a full like felt purple suit, and they didn't call and they called you <laughs> the Hamburglar and and not <laughs> Grimace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Danny, I was. There was someone called Grimace though. Wait, what? <laughs> so there was someone called Grimace. I think it's because they just got lazy though. That's so funny. So on your drum line, there was the Hamburglar and Grimace. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a bad group of Yeah, really. It, it does seem like lazy <laughs> nicknaming. <laughs> and there, then there was Margaret, nicknamed Wendy. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's a funny story. Uh, the girl who called me this, her name is Wendy. She introduced me to a friend as the Hamburglar. Were these, so these were all high school people that there was kind of like, this is, hey, this is the Hamburglar. That's that's his whole nickname. It, it definitely caught on. Right. And he was like, but what's his name? That would be an obvious. Yeah. That would yeah. Be Did they know? Oh, they remembered. They remembered. <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> Thank would, God. That would be horrible. <laughs> so was there a theme of, of fast food related? It was just. No, RB. Yeah. I was, there's no Jack in the box or Sonic. No, it was just uh, a bunch of actual nicknames and then the Hamburglar and then you didn't, Grimace. You don't have twins named Carl Jr. and Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> so who were you being introduced to as, uh, I was about to say White Castle for some reason. <laughs> uh, Hamburglar. His name is Kevin. Unimportant. Unimportant. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You asked. You asked. So Wendy introduced you as the Hamburglar to Kevin. To Kevin. <laughs> Who I'm assuming is a Burger okay. King. Sure. I just got an idea for a show. Just writing, <laughs> just writing it down. Uh, I can predict now. Low ratings. <laughs> <laughs> was it like a? Was it a cool nickname? Did it cat? Were people calling you the Hamburglar for years, or was it like? Was it like the one person tried to get it to catch on? I mean, it was like the four seniors in Drumline who called me that, and then they continued to call me that as per the story. But it did not catch on past like those four or five people. I, I can't there. imagine a series of events that would lead up to that nickname being cool. <laughs> yeah. Unless uh, there was an alien invasion and somehow you stopped it. I <laughs> went, Hamburger. He stole their burger power source. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Wow, this uh, kind of makes no sense. Great. It makes no sense, and yet sometimes those are the things that are the truest things. Yeah. I mean, if we yeah. look over the past four years or so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stephen, I don't believe this just because I think you look like such a Stephen. Like, I don't think you need a nickname. White Castle. <laughs> that would have been way off base. But honestly, you're, you're a tall white guy. White Castle makes more sense than Hamburglar. <laughs> All right, well, you, you guys have some uh, guesses then? I think this is bullshit. I, I don't think you're the Hamburglar. Uh, Lily? Yeah, bullshit. I love conflict, so I'm going to say it's true. Nice. Well, Colin, you just got yourself five points because it oh. is oh. true. I am the truth seeker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know why oh. I got that nickname, and I don't know why it stuck for those four or five people, but it's, it's around. That's why... It, it made sense that it was true to me because it makes no sense otherwise. <laughs> As opposed to no sense in Lily's story of the scientific um, field. <laughs> Lack of electricity moving a ball. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, let's do a point recap. Lily, you are in last place yeah. with zero points. And yeah. Danny and Colin, you are both tied in first place. And oh, that is the end of round one. Was there any reason why they chose Hamburglar? No. I honestly remember walking into the band room and being told, hey, you're the Hamburglar now. And I'm like, what? And then it stuck. That's bad. That's like, I just don't. You, I wish there was some reason. I wish you were a Hamburglar kid. <laughs> this, this was marching band, not speech mm, and debate. They fair, weren't, uh, fair, fair. You know, they're good good with the, the like. Thump, thump, not the Yeah, words. not the whoop, whoop. Yeah. I had the worst <laughs> nicknames. There was one guy who would just, and because they were all longer than my actual name. Yeah. <laughs> so it just irritated me. One was to kill a mockery bird. Oh, that's clever. And then one guy, Collie Wally Doodle all the day. <laughs> I would never shorten it. Like if he went even Collie Wally Doodle. But he'd go, Collie Wally Doodle all the day. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> no, please stop. <laughs> our second round is get to know our guest making a mockery of it. We asked oh. Colin to tell a story that he thinks exemplifies his career or personality. This could be the quintessential story Colin tells at parties about a notable who's line moment, or it could just be about a time that he missed the bus. Danny and Lily will be guessing if it's true or if it reeks of bullshit. I once killed a man. <laughs> um, so Colin. So I, Colin. I have many good qualities. And like many humans, some qualities not so great. So I was never good um, at ending relationships when I had relationships. Oh. I've been in a great relationship for 33 years, still going strong. Everything is wonderful. I don't want you to think anything is wrong. Everything is great. You you just don't you just don't know how to end it. <laughs> so it would usually and I've gone out with some psychos. But I would always feel bad that I would never I, I, I feel bad that oh I'm gonna hurt their feelings or whatever. So I would let the relationship fester until there was no other recourse but for them to end it mm. i mean one thing i'm really known for is my patience i can outweigh 
any horrible situation until someone else makes a move. <laughs> so this happened with Diana. Well, and she actually broke up with me as she gave me my uh, Christmas present. That's one way to do it. Yeah, things had gone. I thought, oh, well, that's kind of, you know, that kind of uh, takes the edge off it. That became my thing, that I was known as a guy who waited till the relationship would totally fester and they would break up with me. So I'm with this uh, one woman who it started off, as most relationships do, lovely. Uh, But then uh, she started to change. She was like a small town girl. We were in theater school together. And then she got kind of caught up in the big city and then just started uh, to get a little more pretentious, blah, 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 blah. So around four months... I think no, this isn't going to uh, isn't going to work. It's time to you know get her to break up with me. <laughs> so six months later, <laughs> I'm going. This cannot be happening. I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to actually do this. So uh, I sat her down and I went through all the horrible, uh, it's not you, it's me, I feel we've got different interests now. And, you know, she started crying and crying. And then she said, listen, can you just stay with me till I find someone else? And I went, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So I did. I stayed with her. Now, it was three weeks. So it wasn't too bad. And I was on tour for two of them. Okay. So it, 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 it wasn't bad. So, uh, but that, that taught me a lesson, that to nip things in the butt a, a little quicker. And I, 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 I learned from that experience. So does that, does that mean this was about an 11th month relationship? Yes. Seven of which were horrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've heard of long bits, but geez. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> you really knew how to commit. You know, I know, I, you know, sometimes you think, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe, well, there'll be a rebound or something. And, uh, you know, it'll be, oh, we'll, we'll rediscover what made us a, a good couple that first uh, 12 weeks. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it didn't happen. Yeah. My relationships tend to go four good months, six bad months. Yeah, you exactly. Know, kind of a you know, it's, cycle. I mean, it's not a story you haven't heard before. <laughs> Do you think the uh, incredible patience that you have, is that uh, something you've, al- you've always had? Is that a cultural thing? Is that a Canadian thing? Where do you think that came from? Let me tell you something, Danny. Here's uh, what I'm known for. As I said, I'm known for my patience and my stamina. Uh, when I got, uh, when Whose Line catapulted me into um, the stratosphere of fame, I was 44 years old. So I did that long, hard climb to lower to middle stardom. My thing always was to hang in till everyone else quit or died. And <laughs> hey, that's the industry. That's, that's yeah, and I I moved that to some relationships. <laughs> I'm I'm very patient. I I it's rare I lose my patient. Like I can stand in bank lines or uh, DMV lines for hours, and just wow. I go to a special place, and everything is fine. <laughs> Does the brain activity shut down and you could win games at the Queen's Museum? Yeah. Uh, hey, do you guys have this? This has nothing to do with the story. But this has been happening to me lately. And I feel um, it's weird. 
So why not share it? You know, sometimes you close your eyes and, you know, you uh, like before you go to sleep or something. And sometimes you see colors or like little balls of light. Lately, I'd say in the last month, I've closed my eyes and I can see a faint old black and white movie of people doing things. (laughs) And then it speeds up and then disappears. Okay, so none of you have had that. No, it is the freaking. It is the weirdest thing, and I find it fascinating because I'm trying to see what they're building, and they're all dressed like almost like an like an old Western town. But and then they just start moving. Without, I need help, man. <laughs> is it <laughs> is it something you think you've seen before, or is it an original? It's a uh, totally original, and it's not like anything exciting is happening. It's, it seems like it's a slice of life. Like I'm. Watching, I, I this part of my brain has gone into the past and is watching this street scene. Well, I, you know, a lot of early black and white cinema was sort of just slice of life, you know, cinema. So that's genre appropriate. That makes total sense. I can hardly <laughs> wait to see how it ends, or once they get sound. <laughs> <laughs> if it's in color, that's when you go to the doctor. Okay, oh, okay. good to know. All right. <laughs> to know. I, I actually, I know the term. For the the colors and kind of the grayness that you see in like complete blackness or when you close your eyes, it's called uh, Ein Gray. And it's just a a phrase that means kind of the the colors in in darkness. Now you should have moved the ball a great distance with that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I didn't mean to, uh, you know. No, that was fantastic. But I feel you know me a little better now. So that's all good, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's great. Um, So... Oh, my relationship. Okay, yes. so you relate this, this, and so has has anything Everything's happened totally like this? Everything's totally true. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never lied in my life. Has this happened? This more than was? I guess was this the longest that it went? Uh, for example, or, or were other relationships also lasting more than six months that you kind of no? There were. Uh, I, I I tend to be. Uh, I was in long haul relationships. They would usually go, uh, I guess, a couple of years would be the average, two years. Um, you know, some of them ended up with the other person finding someone better and not telling me until mm-hmm. it was like. So those breakups were a little harder to take because I didn't outweigh them. <laughs> they found someone better without giving you that that warning, right? Yeah, and here's the well. Here's the thing: I always wanted to be married. I always wanted to have a wife and and have a family. And I always, um, even when I was incredibly in love with someone, part of me would think, this is not my wife. Because there's something Hmm. that's not quite, this is a great relationship in many ways, but there's something that's missing. So I would think of all of those as my starter relationships. uh, Until I found the woman who uh, I immediately knew, oh yeah, this is the one. Wow. And like a... Emperor Penguin. <laughs> that's that's a very sweet topper to an otherwise uh, grim story. You know, you gotta you gotta end thick. And and yeah. just to confirm, you haven't waited for anyone to die. Uh, no one's I, no one's died no, on okay, you. Okay, that would be a great test of patience. But no, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I, I, have I thought of murder. Nope, nope. It's uh, nope. It's, I, I all I always believe that the uh, relationship should die of natural causes. <laughs> Great. Now, did you try to set up any of the final mo- like going into it's like I'm going to go to a nice place and order something and like totally try to set them off in like a different way to get to that end goal? Like, did no, you- I think I would actually become a bit of a, a, a dick in the way that I've 
I become like I probably got a little more aloof, a little emotionally distant. Okay. Uh, still a great conversationalist because I'm not a complete dick. You know, I still want to <laughs> keep interest going. Um, my my first big love. Um, she broke up with me on my birthday. Um, uh, I know it's always it's holidays. Like, uh, couldn't uh, spring for a present. I can. You don't keep. Yeah, you don't keep any uh, of your gifts. <laughs> I can see you uh, getting nervous. Like Easter's coming up. Uh, gotta stay away in case. <laughs> that was a particularly bad one because I got broken up with on my birthday. Then at that point, I was working with a mine troupe, and um, they took me out for a, a drink, a birthday drink, and they told me that the guy I'd replaced was coming back. So they were firing me. <laughs> oh. But these things make you stronger. <laughs> And look where you are today. That's right. They were all stepping stones to whatever this is. <laughs> Danny, Lily, I think you need to figure out if it's true or bullshit. Oh, I, I, I've never believed anything more in my life. Yeah, I, <laughs> I totally, totally believe it. Oh, so we got two truths. I, yeah, I, I think I believe it too. Uh, I was torn, but I, I do believe it. Colin, is it true or bullshit? It's absolutely true. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what's worse, that it's true or that you guys immediately believed me. <laughs> <laughs> you had the patience to give us so many examples. So <laughs> we, we sort of had to. Uh, I wonder if Kelsey Grammer is this patient. <laughs> I don't think. How many wives has he had? <laughs> we'll recap on the points. Uh, Colin, five points, but you're in last place. Wow. Oh, okay. That was brutal. And you sneered a little, too, at the end. That, 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 that kind of hurts. I'm going for last place, and I'm happy with it. Uh, Lily, you have 10, and Danny, you're at the front with 15 points. Okay, let's see how if I can hold it. Well, that was the end of round two. And we're Ed! Hey everyone, this is Josh Govia from Popping Bottles, along with my co-host, me, Rob Grabowski, also from Popping Bottles. That's right. Each episode we have a guest who brings a beverage of their choice, and we talk about why they chose it. It's dumb, it's fun, and if you like drinking, or getting drunk, or even being sober, because we have non-alcoholic drinks too, we do. this is the podcast for you. Uh, Rob, how you doing? <laughs> Is how every episode begins, and you'll love to listen. So if you enjoy this, check it out wherever podcasts are found. Our last round is an all-play called Second City Origins. Colin, Danny, and Lily will be telling a tale about their time at the Second City. Whether that's performing, meeting a lifelong friend, or just hanging around the building, I will be guessing whether these are true tales or bullshit. And we are starting this round with Danny. So um, after uh, attending Second City and training there, I ended up working there. I, was, um, I taught in the writing program, and I worked in the marketing department. And um, my final day at Second City, I... Ended up going home with a three-foot-long Subway sandwich. Yep. Did it put out? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... I can't even respond. 
It was it, it was just phrased so weirdly. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. It was. Oh, well, the, the sandwich was the boss's daughter. Which yeah, why exactly. You, didn't, you lost your job the next day. Exactly. Uh, why did you Why did you get this? Oh, great question. My last day was um, March thirteenth, twenty twenty. We were having a company wide going away party for everyone we didn't know, but um, for uh, the artistic director at the time was a guy by the name of Matt Hovde, great guy, and. They were having this huge party for him, a big celebration in one of the, the studio theaters. We had this this whole thing prepared. Obviously, you know, the week leading up, thing the world was changing. Information was coming out every day. So that this was a Friday. We get an email that says the party's canceled for obvious reasons. You know, everyone's going to go home. We're not going to have this party anymore. But then as that email went out, the training center itself um, kind of in the office while we were there was like, we're still having the party, just us. So we go and we didn't know what was going on in the world. I ended up, you know, putting latex gloves on to pour soda. <laughs> I didn't know what, you know, what was happening <laughs> as I was helping serve the food, but they catered an event thinking we were going to have 300 people and the food kind of went untouched. And that for some reason they decided to cater from Subway. <laughs> so by the time the party ended, one of the heads of the training center was like, we're not coming in on Monday. Someone has to take this home. So I looked around the room and no one volunteered. So I kind of just slowly raised my hand and I ended up taking one of those three foot boxes of Subway sandwiches home, which fed me for the first four days of lockdown. You put a lot of inches away per day. Well, I mean... It's a Subway sandwich, so I threw most of it out because it got gross. Yeah, the the tuna that's not legally tuna. Yeah, it's technically and, uh... a yoga mat. Yeah, so that that was my last Ugh. my last day at Second City was um, taking home a big sandwich. Uh, those were sad. It's one of the most uplifting last stories I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I, after those four days, you were you were not eating fresh. You know, I I think it's kind of funny that. Like thinking back, locking down, you know, the entire United States and like now in New York, uh, levels are higher than, you know, they were during any of that time. And people are just going out maskless and mm. it's, yeah, oh, it's the world is still a nightmare. Yeah, people are idiots. <sighs> if only dolphins ruled the world. <laughs> um moving on colin what is your amazing second city story oh so many hmm. um, um how many have subway in the title none good um, <laughs> i married the woman who hired me at second city oh wow nepotism yeah different times <laughs> um i mean when she um hired me she said it was tough it was between you and the cute guy <laughs> and uh she got but um every friday night after the shows there would be a big poker game which became legendary and it had started i think it had started in the time of uh the cast that we call the real ones eugene levy and john candy and so the the poker game and it, it just kept going from cast to cast and then People from previous cast would come, so we could have you know up to twelve people uh, playing poker. And every night, it would start with, uh, well, it was tapes at that point. Uh, it was Frank Sinatra on one side and Bobby Darin on the other, and we just keep flipping it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of money would pass hands. Like 
at times way too much money because there was also drinking and other things happening during this game that would alter people's reality of what a good hand was. <laughs> so we were playing and there was like a lot of money on the table. I would say over a thousand dollars, which, you know, at that point and working a second city, that was a lot of money. Oh yeah. And um, it was down to me and another guy. And I had, I felt I had a really good hand. I thought, I got this. And he said, I don't, you know what? I don't have any more money. And we would have where it was fairly, you know, you could owe people the next week. So, you know, you bring in extra money and pay. And he said, I'm so sure this hand is going to win. I am going to bet you my skis. <laughs> this was this was during winter. And after um, after our game, he was driving up to Blue Mountain for a, a skiing weekend. And I, I went, um, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> but like money is what we, 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 he said, he said, you know what? You don't even have to worry about it because you're not winning this hand. That's how confident I am. He went out, took his skis off his ski rack, brought them in, put them on the stage and goes, I'm all in. Now I started to lose confidence. <laughs> and I thought, but there was something that said, no, this is bullshit. This is absolutely bullshit. So I called him and I won. You won? <laughs> I won. And I said, um, what are you doing now? He said, well, I guess the ski trip's gone. <laughs> and so I, I said, no, I, I gave him his skis. And the next week he paid me uh, some money. Not exactly what the skis were worth, but... At that point, I uh, quickly realized, you know what? Because I'd been drinking quite a bit and other stuff during that game. And I thought, you know what? I, from now on, I'm going to take it a little easier because that could have gone horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's my second city story. Wow. Do you, do you remember your hand? Um, it was a full house. It was three eights and uh, I think it was two twos. But it was one of those weird nights where people were winning with weirdly incredible hands there were i mean there were weeks where you know people would just you know bluff you out and they put down their uh ace high and you go ah but this it was like i never there were two hands where people had four of a kind which never never happened two different wow. hands and we would play over a course of six hours it was when i look back mm. it was like a really unhealthy environment <laughs> <laughs> With all the drinking and the drugs and the money just passing hands, it just felt like at any moment the G-men could burst through <laughs> and take us all away. But some of my fondest memories were Ryan Stiles once played, because uh, we were in the same cast at Second City. He was so drunk, he was on the floor, and he would just hold up his cards to me, and I would go, no, fold. <laughs> so all we would see of him was his hand. Oh, you can't buy memories like that. What was the the most anyone won or lost? Oh, there were some. Uh, there were some horror. Um, I think we got it up because there was one guy who would just bet outrageous, and you would know sometimes. No, this is just bullshit, and so people would go in and would get up to like twenty five hundred, and those are the ones when it got up like 
even around 600. That's when I would start oh thinking, God. okay, I want to make sure I have a really good hand. Yeah. Yeah. So there were, there were times people would, um, there were times where Ryan, his um, dressing area was right beside the door. He had all blank checks, his paychecks, because it would all go towards uh, his liquor bill <laughs> and paying off gambling debts. Oh, it's hard. God, I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I wonder if that was a secret. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's doing all right. He's fine. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Have you ever gone back to any of these? Is it still going on? Do we know? I don't think it's going. Once, because um, the last time I played, they had moved into this gigantic theater that was so wrong for Second City. It was gigantic. Mm. The acoustics were horrible. It didn't do well. And then uh, they moved across the street. Uh, it was a place called Wayne Gretzky's, named after the hockey player. But behind mm -hmm. it was a place that was like the old fire hall, like the original Second City. And it was perfect. So when they moved there, I thought, oh, maybe the game would... But no. And um, cast members, there were cast members who didn't drink. It was like, I didn't know what's happening to Second City. They, they became clean. <laughs> they became caring towards each other. So, but yeah, the, uh, the poker game stopped. We had to, um, for a little while, we went to um, people's houses, but it, it just wasn't the same. <laughs> Second City is like, what's going on? People are cashing their paychecks instead of just returning them? <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> We're screwed. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So this went on for the entire time you were at Second City in Toronto? Yeah, the entire time I was there. Yeah. And uh, for the time. So when did I leave? I left in 89. And that's when I came back. Yeah. And it was still happening when I came back five years later. And then it just kind of stopped when they moved to the, their final place at Gretzky's. Oh, I, I, I've been watching mm. the World Series of Poker. It's going on. Um and there was a hand recently where it was like two kind of reality stars. I think I saw this. Yeah, that were playing. And uh, one of them just misread their hand as better than it was. And the pot got up to like $300,000. And they ended up just winning with a much, with a, a worse hand. And the other, the, it was it was a woman who won and a guy. And the guy was just like flipping out. Because he's like, I should have won that hand. Yeah. It's like, well, it's it's also poker. He ended up having, <laughs> I saw he had a straight flush of potential uh, on, on, the, on, on the flop that never came out. And she won with a jack high, nothing, wow. nothing else, and and won won something like three hundred thousand. Yeah, because apparently on she had like a jack three that would have been a fantastic hand on a, the previous hand, but then she had a jack four that hand, so she had just misread it. <sighs> yeah, that's how it works in poker. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's utterly <laughs> no backsies. That's the number. The first. How many rule. skis were in this pot, though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a lot of skis. <laughs> Colin, do you remember what you did with the winnings? Oh God, no. Uh, probably bought like a bunch of Subway sandwiches. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, Perfect. you know, I probably lost it the next week because then you would sort of, I would keep whatever pile I had for the, for the next week because as I said, it would get insane. But um, yeah, no one ever won. Oh, there were a couple of guys who were, who were very good players. And so they, they had very, uh, very consistent times. And then there were some, I was okay, but there were people who would win big one week, 
next week lost everything. Mm. Um, but you know, that's where my stamina and patience paid off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lily, what's, what's your second city story? So, so many great memories. Uh, one of my favorites just briefly is, uh, I entered the, the Mary Scruggs, uh, women's sketch festival, um, and, and got in and, uh, this was before I was out. And as I was like preparing for it, I was like, Wait, if I go through with this, I'm gonna have to come out to everybody. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I'm an idiot. I'm sorry, I can't do this festival. <laughs> oh. Um, but that's not the story. Um <laughs> I just wanted to talk about me being an, an idiot. Uh no no ball movement on that one. Um so uh one time uh at Second City was in the bathroom and uh, someone came in talking on a phone and, and got in a stall and they were just talking to someone talking and then they yelled Arnold and I was like what what happened and some uh brown liquid starts uh coming uh under the stall and I was like what is going on uh and they're like and they said on the phone yeah I just spilled an entire gallon of Arnold Palmer uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they were on the toilet talking on their cell phone, drinking from a gallon jug of Arnold Palmer, and they dropped it on the toilet. Uh, and the I was like, is Arnold. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm laughing as I'm leaving, uh, leaving the bathroom. Uh, a couple days later, start my uh, sketch writing 101 class. That person was my instructor. No. Oh, <laughs> so gosh. I always remembered <laughs> just every time they were talking, I was like, this person <laughs> drinks from a gallon jug on the toilet. You close your eyes in black and white. Arnold. <laughs> it it took everything in me not to write a sketch. I was gonna it. say, I was gonna say, could you not have uh, yeah, I didn't have. I didn't wanna embarrass them. Because <laughs> Arnold Palmer is that color. You know, it's that tea. Yeah. I mean it was it's obviously not like it's it's somewhat clear it's brown but it's sure. not it's you know, it doesn't contain bits. So I was like, what the <laughs> hell is this? But I uh, love that I feel this is something that should catch on, that every time you drop something, whatever that object is, you just shout its name out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baby. That's, I was about to say that. I was about to say that. <sighs> so was anybody else in the bathroom? Just you and this this person? I don't think so, because I, I was laughing my ass off, and I didn't hear anyone else laughing. Um but just hearing someone explain over the phone, yeah, I dropped a gallon of, of my lemonade while I was on the toilet. I guess because on the other side you go, what did you just yell Arnold? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there. And there's an echo. <laughs> if this happens to be true, oh. would you reach out to them after this? And, and, yeah. And, and for us and just... I, I don't want to give details because I'll, we have had a lot of people from, you know, the Chicago Second City on. And uh, I just, I don't want to, like, out, out something like that. <laughs> you want to out this Arnold? <laughs> so are there any more details you can share with us, Lily? Was it a, a gallon jug or was it a pint-sized glass? So what, what are we... It was, are... it was a big thing of Arnold Palmer. Like, it was one of the ones with uh, the handle on it. Mm. Did um, you see this? Did you actually see that, or did you get that confirmation because when you went to class? I'll admit, you, you <laughs> when, I, when I saw brown <laughs> water coming underneath the stall, I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> and I saw the jug just like, you know, slowly glugging. glugging. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know if I would look underneath something seeping <laughs> into my stall. But yeah, brown, I mean, brown liquid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just reach down, taste it. Oh, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, oh, it's, it's sugar-free. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, I'm going to make some guesses. Uh, Danny, I, I believe you did get a, a three-foot sub, because why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, it was... I didn't know what was going on, so I said, I'll take the sandwich, and maybe it'll help me survive. And it did. It's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, any story where an actor takes food away. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That was my last time in that building. <laughs> Colin, I, I do believe this story. I believe it's true. It's not true. Oh. Oh, oh wow. Is any wow. part of it true? Is it? There was a poker game, yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ryan uh, wasn't on the floor holding. No, the Ryan was on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the skis, uh, no, not the skis. Oh, that's perfect. I felt very good about that lie too. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that was yeah. great. I was fully, fully invested. I wanted it to be true. That's such a great visual image of someone slamming down skis, like all in, <laughs> <laughs> canceling their trip with confidence. No slopes for me. <laughs> uh, Lily, I. I believe this. I believe that someone shouted Arnold in the middle of a bathroom. Is it true? It's false. It's unfortunately whole, wholesale false. I oh. never even took courses at the Second City for sketch writing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a liar. Yeah, I know. Well, now we have to kind of yeah. make it a trend where we're going to be shouting whatever we drop. Dignity! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do a recap. Um, Danny... First to last, buddy. You went down to 15 points, and you're at third place. That's how it works. Colin, you got second place with 25 points. Uh, I think we're all impressed. <laughs> <laughs> and Lily, you're our winner with 30 points. Congrats. Uh, congratulations. congratulations. I'm glad I'm, I'm, fine. I'm back. I'm back, baby. You're back. <laughs> Colin, thank you so much for joining us. It was great having you on. Oh, thank you. I know we introduced all the things you're doing. Is there anywhere else where we can see you, follow you, Twitter, wherever? Oh, I just got on um, TikTok oh, because oh. I, w- I was talked into it. Um, <laughs> so that's okay. And I, I think it's just turning into old man ranting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm uh, doing hip uh at the Daryl Roth Theater in New York. And then uh, various tours. We're filming new Who's Line in January. It'll probably be the last season. So it's, oh. you, know, you know, retirement age. For some of the others. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, Colin. And this has been Bullshit Alert. Thanks for listening to Bullshit Alert. Thank you to our guest, Colin Mockery. You can find Colin on television in the show Whose Line Is It Anyway? See him perform live with shows Scared Scriptless and Hiprov, Improv Under Hypnosis. Find him on Twitter at Colin Mockery and on Instagram at Colin Mockery7591. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BullshitAlert, without the I. This episode was edited by Stephen Carter, produced by Lily Moss, Danny Marshall, and Stephen Carter. Theme music by Fred Stark. Check him out at fredstarkmusic.com and Spotify.